Hello, and welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. Today we'll be hearing from Nashville-based husband and wife duo Jenny and Tyler about their latest release of This I'm Sure. My name is Tara Tucker. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got a great interview to play for you in just a minute. Uh, It was, again, with uh, Jenny and Tyler. They are a husband and wife team, beautiful singers, songwriters, and uh, the blend of their voices when they sing is just beautiful. If you haven't heard them yet, you are definitely in for a treat. If you have, then you'll be very happy to hear the uh, stories behind some of the songs and also some of the experiences that they share, uh, some of which... (laughs) Right at the beginning there, uh, I actually was able to talk to them while they were en route. They've they've been on tour for the last uh, week or two um, and will be going on for a while. A tour of the whole southeast of the United States. And at the time that we were talking, they were on their way to Texas, and they had their two little ones in the vehicle with them. <laughs> so we got to talk about that, how it was to take their little ones on tour and and uh, all, the, all the fun that goes along with that. So uh, also, uh, because they were traveling, sometimes the, uh, the reception kind of goes in and out a little bit, but mostly you can you can hear real clear what they're saying. But really great couple with um, beautiful hearts. Uh, the music on this latest album, again called Of This I'm Sure, uh, the songs are so deep, and I love the fact that it goes the gamut of different emotions. Uh, it's it's full of heartbreak and hope and compassion and love and just this sweetness that comes through on a lot of their songs, especially some of the ones that they wrote inspired by their little ones. So I can't wait to share these songs and this interview with Jenny and Tyler. The first song that I'm going to play for you is one called Song for You, and, uh, and then we'll go straight into the interview. Enjoy. My voice, you didn't know, you didn't know I called, you had to go, had to go Back to your little world where nothing is strange You said out on your own, on your own You said, I'm heading home, I'm heading home Back to the life you know Neatly arranged I have done for you Everything my love Hear my song for you Love
Jenny and Tyler. Hello, and welcome to Sounding the Lights. Hi. All right, hello. Thanks for interviewing us for taking the time. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much. It sounds like you guys are a little bit crazy right now. Yeah, we're, we would be disciplining our children in the midst of this podcast. But, um, <laughs> we're currently <laughs> traveling. Oh, my goodness. So, you guys, are you guys actually on the road right now? Yes. Yes, yes. we've been on the road for just about a week. Um, been to North Carolina and uh, Tennessee and Georgia, uh, and then drove to Mississippi last night after an Alabama show and go to Texas. So pretty much a Southern tour for this one. Wow. Um, so it sounds like you guys uh, take your little ones with you also when you go? We do. Part, yeah, yeah. Uh, about 90% of the time, if we can be exact. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so what are their ages? Jane is two and a half, and Sarah will be one on the 21st. Wow. So how is it touring with these little ones? It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's really intense, but it's also really great. They're, they've adapted really well, I and mean, we've been doing their most of their lives at least. Uh, so they sleep, they sleep well. They, they know how to eat while traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, we we try. We really try to take him to a park or take him outside uh, just throughout the day sometime. Um, And every day is different. I mean, some days we're on the road for uh, seven or eight hours, and some days we're only on the road for an hour. And so it it just depends. Um, Yeah, last night was a bit of an anomaly. We had a show in Birmingham, and then traveled to Mississippi to get about halfway to Texas. Wow. Um, so the girl, we had to wake the girls up, which we don't like doing, um, but but like I said, they're so adaptable and uh, and kind of have, they have to be in <laughs> this lifestyle. Yeah. Yep. I think it's normal. I think it's very inspiring following with that road um, because I think, I think it's hard to travel as an adult. You know, we all have those moments where we're exhausted and feel like throwing a fit <laughs> and um there jane is super friendly and has learned that on the road and there is just sweet and there are so many people loving her out on the road and i think mm. that's really valuable yeah very much yeah so. and and jane i feel like her her people skills with adults is it, they're just pretty pretty high I, I feel like they're really developed i mean i don't know what do you think um she gets along with adults better than I do sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they make road life so much sweeter, I think. I bet they do. In fact, when I was listening to your um, your latest album, the one called of, of This I'm Sure, I could tell that several of the songs were actually written, it sounded like, inspired by your children. Is that right? Definitely. Yeah, we've got, I think four songs on the record are inspired by them? Yeah, four of um, the 11 or 12, however many, are on there. Yep. Wow. Yeah. The rec- yeah, the record is really um, about love, and since we released our, our last record prior to this one, we've had two girls, so our idea of love has expanded <laughs> greatly, our experience, so we couldn't help but write a bunch of songs for them for this record. 
Well, let's talk about both of you guys a little bit before we get into some more of your music. You guys are based in Nashville, is that right? That's right. Okay. Uh, Where were you guys born? I was born in western New York uh, State, but I'm a military kid, so I lived Hmm. all over the place. Um, We moved every three years. So while I was born there, I really don't feel any ties to Mm -hmm. that area. I would say really the place, Nashville feels like home. Um, But if I were to say another place felt like home, it would be Delaware because I went to college there, and that's where I met Tyler. And, yeah, Tyler is a born and raised Delawarean. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have a different story than Jenny. Jenny mm-hmm. moved every three years, and I my parents still live in the same house wow. that I grew up in. So to me, Delaware feels still a lot like home, mm-hmm. uh, but also we've been in Nashville for eight years now, so it's feeling more like home Yeah, well. I bet it. I bet. So how was it that you guys met? Were you guys both in, in the same college? Yeah, we met at the University of Delaware in 2004. I was 19, Jenny was 18, and we met on a bus that was taking students from campus to a local church. And yeah, yeah, so we we just, we chatted a little bit that day, but it was really the next few weeks and months that we saw each other around campus and around our campus ministry more and got to know each other and, and really became friends pretty quickly. Uh, I think it was within three months that we were were kind of asking each other, okay, like, what are we? <laughs> we <laughs> define this thing. Um, and then we did. And we were like, let's just, let's go out. <laughs> let's Aww. do this thing. So, yeah. So did music make its way into the discussion very much in those first few weeks? Music was always a part of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think... Jenny introduced herself as hey, I'm Jenny, and I okay. am majoring in this, and I I sing or something like her singing came up, and and minded to I think she was sitting next to a, a friend who also is a musician, and mm-hmm. he, he might have mentioned this. So pretty quickly, uh, I mean, I think it was within, within a week we were playing music together, and leading worship and writing songs and um, doing things like that. So, Jenny, who are your musical influences? Who were you listening to as you were growing up? I listened to actually a lot of country music mm-hmm. um, and a lot of bluegrass. So um, definitely influenced by uh, folks like Alison Krauss. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I also, I mean, I kind of just discovered, I remember listening to a lot of Six Pence and the Richer when mm-hmm. I was, um, in middle school, and um, that was a huge influence on the way I was singing. I think I kind of discovered I could sing while I was listening to them, so they're a huge influence. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, really a lot of country, and I think that has also um, made its way into my songwriting. I have a really hard time not writing country songs, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we try our best to disguise them. But deep down, that's what they are. <laughs> uh, so is anybody in your family musical? Um, yeah, I mean, um, we're all a little we're all a little bit musical. I would say um my brother's very talented and but my family is more we're more kind of music appreciators. We love to play, but you know, none of us are amazing at it. <laughs> uh I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to you, you're awesome. Okay. <laughs> but um, growing up, we had family nights for everyone. 
would um, gather around and have instrument or or, cry, or um, sing, and oh, yeah. I thought that was a completely normal thing that every family did, and <laughs> it turns out it's not, but I think that was very formative for me um, growing up. Yeah. So, so what about you, Tyler? Uh, what were you listening to when you were growing up? Yeah, I was influenced by my dad and my mom's taste mm-hmm. primarily, um, in, at least in the early years. So it was classic rock, uh, Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix oh, for my yeah. dad. And for my mom, it was James Taylor and Simon and Garfunkel. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's like, how do you so much better than that? <laughs> right. uh, uh, so, yeah, that, that kind of stuck with us. Um, and then I went off on my own and listened to, uh, I think it was middle school, Nirvana. <laughs> and, uh, and, and high school was Jack Johnson. And college was a lot of singer-songwriters. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I think Coldplay came to college as well. So That's, that's yeah. so funny because I totally would have said Coldplay when I listened to you guys' music. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... And if you'd listened to our early music, you would have been able to say Jack Johnson pretty easily. You can definitely hear our influences. Mumford and Sons is, is uh, one of our favorite bands as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 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 we definitely definitely tip the hat to them um, throughout our songwriting and, and even in just the way that we sound. Yeah, well, I love the merge of the two. You know, Jenny, you were saying with your country roots, and, and uh, you know, there you are, Tyler, with your, like, more rock roots and, uh, like, Coldplay kind of stuff. And, and the merger of the two has just made this this uh, really beautiful marriage there. Uh, well, literally, too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. So are you guys both songwriters as well as singers? Or who's the one who does most of the writing? We we split it usually 50-50. Uh, this record, Jenny, Jenny just was being a mom, mm-hmm. and so she did not uh, really. We hadn't worked it out to give her the space and the time to write songs mm-hmm. the way that she has in the past, which mainly comes through going out to a coffee shop and journaling. Um, when she can do that, she she writes a lot of songs. She has her her contemplative time. Um, we just, for some reason, did not think of getting her into that pattern for the first few years of our girls' lives. And it's really only been in the past, like, four months that that pattern has started, and Jenny's been writing dozens of songs. Um, so in that two-year period, I think Jenny had written one or two songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the new record is uh, is mainly me, um, which isn't say that's a good or bad thing. It's just just what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is this your first record that you've done with the uh, with the Residence Music label? Um, this is yes, the first record we've done with Residence. We just um, signed with them, uh, you know, earlier before we just before we released the record, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very different for us being with a label. It's we didn't know if that was something we would ever do, um, but we found that residents just really wants to help our music flourish and thrive, mm-hmm. and um, their vision just really matches ours. They don't they don't want to change us. They just want to help us do what we do um, 
better and um, they've been extremely helpful. It's been a, it's been a very good experience so far. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, when you get into a, a project like this last one, do you get more satisfaction out of the writing process or out of the recording process? Huh. Um, I mean, I think it's really amazing to hear songs come to life in any way. Yeah. Um, so on this uh, record, doing, uh, doing it with our producer, Gabe Scott, um, it was just, I mean, I think it was just really incredible to hear him bring a new voice to the record, mm-hmm. um, to all the songs and, um, just make them, uh, so much better than they were to begin with. Um, we really wanted the new record to sound like the ocean, um, because we just believe that love is so much like the ocean. Um, it's, it's deep and it's vast and it's beautiful and mysterious and it can be dangerous, um. And he really brought that sound. And so I think actually maybe the recording process was, was the most satisfying part of making this record. Um, just because, you know, because Gabe was able to really capture our vision so well and, and add to it. Um, and I think he made something, he gave us something really beautiful. Um, and we're just, we're really proud of it. We're, we're very thankful uh, for him and, uh, yeah, and what he brought to the, to the project. That's really awesome. I'd really like to share another one of your songs um, from the album of this, I'm sure. Uh, this song is the one called My Dear One. Would you explain where this one comes from, what the inspiration was behind it? Yeah, My Dear One and some of the other songs on the record are about someone really close to us, mm-hmm. a family member, actually. And... Um, it's it's really a song of of kind of trying to analyze how that person got to where they are, mm-hmm. um, and and realizing that that I couldn't really figure it out, um, but that I didn't need to figure it out, and that uh, that really um, the only the only hope. Uh, that I have is thinking that 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 person might be able to choose um, choose what is good over over what is not good, mm-hmm. um, and that that I can't control that either. Kind of like it's a release, but it's also like mm-hmm. a almost a letter, um, a, like a letter to to someone who who is um, in a in a deep struggle, um, even a war, um, and and it's kind of like. Like in the bridge, um, when you're when you're months and miles from the fault and fire, like when you get out of this, when you're when you uh, you have some distance, mm-hmm. um, it's like a remember the depths, uh, remember where you were, um, and that's uh, that's even something that I I need to tell myself mm. uh, because of where I've been, um, the, the darkness that I've. Uh, delve into yeah. and um but but yeah it is uh it's a song of of, of hope and um of expectation for deliverance i kept picking up the pieces sticking them together one by one try to figure out the picture But it was far too scattered Too undone You Kept breaking up the scenery Changing up the details 
to better run song like that, uh, you know, especially about a specific person or a specific issue, 
um, that goes deep like that. How is the writing process for you? Are you comfortable with being vulnerable or is that hard? For me, during the writing process, trying to, trying to encapsulate, um, the, the situation and, and my feelings and um, things like that. It's, it, it is hard to be vulnerable uh, for sure. I think that uh, it's, it's hard in songwriting because you want to, you want to write something that, that is very specific, but at the same time can apply to more than just, that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, specific, but general. Um, and, and so there are some details um, that you, you should not include. And there are that you, mm-hmm. some that you should, and it's kind of a balancing act. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely wanted to paint a very real picture of what, what was going on. I, I mean, I, for example, um, during the verses, uh, we headed through the mountains. Um, was a was a, a uh, an actual um, an actual event that occurred. We were um, we were driving through the mountains when um, a, a particular uh, thing happened with that person, and it was uh, it was very very memorable and mm. very hard. Um, so we were going through through literal mountains, but we um, the next line is uh, talks about a shelter on the sand. And mm-hmm. so that, uh, that was, a, an, that was allegory. Um, and, and so kind of like going back and forth and, and just trying to, you know, tweak the words so that it, it's just right. Um, it, it did go through a lot of revisions before it, it settled down into what it is now. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful song. And Thank uh, you so much. even though you can kind of almost hear the heartbreak and pleading, you know, underneath the surface of it, but there is that hope that's in it too. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people as they listen can probably be walking right there, you know, in the middle of it with you as you're singing it. Yeah. So uh, I I would actually like to ask uh, both you and Jenny, um, do you have a specific time in mind that stands out when you met Jesus or when you had a real encounter with God? I do. Yeah. Um, there are a few that really stick out and, um, the first, well, I'll tell you about the second and third. Uh, the first happened Mm -hmm. when I was nine. The second happened when I was 15 and one of my close friends died Mm -hmm. in a boating accident. And just a few weeks later, my mom Earlier in the summer, it signed me up for a camp that I did not want to go to. The last, really, like the last thing I wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a young life camp. And I heard the gospel of Jesus so clearly. It uh, the way that young life presents the gospel is um, it's very very systematic, mm-hmm. and it it makes you think about each little point. Um, you got to know the bad news before you know the good news, you know, that, mm. that kind of thing. And um, just the way that they do it and, and the relationships they build, it's, uh, it's a ministry that that we're, we're big fans of. Um, I think God does amazing things through it. So, um, so yeah, I, that one was a little bit 
less specific. Um, the, the one that I will share that, that is more specific is when I was in college and I was skateboarding with, with my, uh, my best guy friend. His name's Joey. <laughs> so I'm skateboarding with Joey around campus. It's late. I want to say it's 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And, and I'm just feeling it's like burning in my, in my spirit, in my heart. I, I don't know how to describe it other than like a, feeling feeling urged and pressed to yeah. to confess something to him. And and I remember kind of sensing like almost like the angel devil thing on your shoulders, like you know, <laughs> like if you do this, man, you're you're gonna be uh ashamed or yeah, like mm-hmm. it was way worse than that, but that was the devil yeah. and then the angel part was like, Man, you're gonna be freed up if you do this, <laughs> like you should do this. Um, so I finally did, and it was it was in that moment of confession um, that I just felt like the cross of Jesus was was so uh, so present. Wow! Um, that 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 He took my sins for me. That that was like almost like a tangible thing. Uh, he died on the cross for my my sins and for that specific one that I confessed that night. And, and that, that semester, that year of college was, was pretty difficult. Um, there was a lot of doubt. I was taking world religions, a world religions class, a, a, another philosophy class. Wow. And in, in an <laughs> academic setting, if you're a Christian, you're basically an idiot. So yes. um, even in other settings, like my anthropology class and, um, uh, some science classes, like, yeah. I just was surrounded by people who, who were um, taking away the value and um, and saying that that there was no legitimacy behind yeah. the um, the truth of Christianity, and uh, and it wasn't until I was confronted with those doubts that I was able to find the the counter arguments, yeah, um, and the the uh, not the proofs but the um, the overwhelming support for um, things like theism, just in general, like the that God God exists, and uh, and more specifically, how the Christian worldview is is extremely coherent, uh, that it answers questions that um, every worldview has to answer, and and that Christianity answers in a uh, in a way that it, to me is is the most satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that <laughs> that was it for me. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, with moving so much, there was a real sense of um, loneliness mm-hmm. at points in my life. Not um, not to say that moving was awful, or I don't. I mean, I'm grateful for um, being a military kid and the experiences I had, and being able to. Um, appreciate different cultures and yeah. hopefully adapt. Um, but there really was some loneliness there. And um, there was, uh, I, we were about to move to Mississippi and it was, um, I was 15. So it was in between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And um, already a very difficult age. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, you know, I'd moved just prior, I was the new kid in seventh grade too. So I was Mm. just feeling, I was feeling very vulnerable and, um, 
just um, at the same time, you know, being dramatic at 15, you know, like this was <laughs> the end of the world type of thing that right. was going to happen to me and that I'd never make another friend or, you know, something mm. like that. So I remember really the night before that move, um, just being in bed in my house and, and feeling like there was no way I was going to be able to do this um, on my own. And I... Um, you know, I grew up in, in church, and my parents are, are Christians, and um, so I definitely had heard the gospel, you know, numerous times, and definitely mm-hmm. believed. You know, I, I, I do think I, I believed in Jesus at the time, um, and, and grace and forgiveness and redemption, um, but uh, it was that evening where realizing that I wasn't going to be able to do this alone, um, and that I really needed, um, I needed someone... Uh, to, to do this with me, I needed to kind of give up um, the idea of being able to do it myself. Was when Jesus became real to me. I, I remember just singing in my room um, <laughs> for hours while everyone else was sleeping, and um, actually a song that really um, I feel like it's been pretty life changing, and especially was in that moment. Um, is uh, it's a third day song. Um, and it's, uh, the words are, please take, uh, from me my life when I don't have the strength to give it away to you. And, um, that, I just kind of sang that over and over again. And I, I really remember feeling like, um, I felt like I was, I was really, um, communicating with an actual, um, like it, it felt like a conversation that I was having that night, um, with with the Lord and not um, just like I was talking at the at the silence. Um, so that was that was definitely the moment where I think it all became very real um, to me. And actually, that summer moving to Mississippi, I uh, was very alone for the summer, and it was a very sweet time. Um, it really uh, pushed me to to get to know the Lord better, to read the Bible, um, and to journal, and you know. I understood that I could apply that to my life. So I think it was an incredible thing that I moved at that time. Um, Definitely providential. Wow, that's really beautiful. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for sharing uh, about that. I I know that you guys' time is limited, so uh, I would like to share one more song with listeners. And uh, the song that I'd like to talk about is the one called Everything You Do. Is uh, is that one that you wrote, or, or did Tyler write that one? Um, I mean, Tyler wrote, I would say Tyler wrote the majority of that one. I can speak about it. Okay. I I saw Um, the video of it and it's the most precious. Like (laughs) I was nearly crying watching that. video. It was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely a song we wrote, um, for Jane. And now that, you know, Sarah is around, it certainly is for her as well. Um, but you know, being parents has just changed our life dramatically. I think anyone that's a parent will attest to that truth. Um, But I think one of the things we've really discovered is that our, one of the greatest desires is really to just protect our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't, we really don't ever want them, even at this age, you know, we don't want them to feel afraid or alone or um, hurt. And um, the more we, the older Jane gets, and the more we parent her, you know, it's there right now. It's really just loving her. To mm-hmm. pieces. Um, the more we realize that that's just not, um, that's not realistic as she gets older, you know, she's going to experience more of life and things are going to yes. hurt and 
we we need to let that happen and you know we need to let her um learn and and grow on her own but um you know we do want to protect her and and what we're finding is and what we're hoping to do is uh we hope to just walk with her through those situations and love her and um and be there for her and teach her to make good decisions. Um, and so that song is really for her. And, and that making that little video was so fun. Um, <laughs> we released it as a single like that day and decided to go see what we could do. And um, Jane just led the way, you know, we didn't tell her to do anything, you know, cause she was, she was just barely, I think she was maybe just, a little over one, so oh, we're not really going to direct her, but, you know, <laughs> she was at that cute stage where walking is just still really adorable, yes. and everything was uh, interesting to her. You know, she's at that age where everything is still wonderful, mm-hmm. um, where you see things and, like, pick leaves, and that's an exciting <laughs> thing to do. Um yeah really sweet really sweet well i'm about to play this one again this one is called in everything you do off of the album titled of this i'm sure by jenny and tyler i wish that i could keep you from pain but like a storm pain will form but i'll teach you to face it, to be weak yet strong in grace. I wish that I could keep you from fear, but like the night, fear will rise. So I'll hold till love suffices to drive far the dark. Devices and behold, a world that's full of wonder, full of laughter, full of life. A world that pulls you under with the turning of the tides. In everything you do, a choice of life or death to choose. Try to show you love I wish that I could keep you from doubt Like the way Doubts will rage So I'll sail with you through troubled seas Until we find a gentler breeze And behold A world so full of wonder Full of laughter Full of life A world that pulls you under With the turning of the tides Everything you do A choice of life or death to choose And we will try to show you love We 
of a world torn asunder, aching for new Jenny and Tyler, I really, really appreciate the time that you guys have taken uh, today to share your hearts and uh, to share music, you know, with the listeners here on Sounding the Light. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. If you liked what you heard today from Jenny and Tyler, you can connect with them on their website and on Facebook. I've got a couple of links right here on this podcast page to make it easy for you. If this is your first time visiting Sounding the Light, welcome and thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the experience. And uh, if you have some time, feel free to check out any of the other uh, guest artists that we have on the site here. Uh, There's some really good interviews, awesome music that you don't want to miss. You can also subscribe to Sounding the Light through iTunes by clicking the little red button there and uh, you'll never miss an episode. And you can get connected and stay up to date with Sounding the Light uh, on Facebook. So I just click the little Facebook button there. It'll take you directly to the Facebook page. If you are in the South Atlanta area, you can catch me every other Friday between 8 and 9 a.m. on 90.7, 91.7 New Life FM on the new morning show with uh, host Pete Shagnon as we highlight some of these uh, really great artist interviews. Sometimes we even get to have live guests in there. They come in, they you know bring their instruments and play and sing. Really awesome stuff. We have a lot of fun, so I hope you can join us. And uh, as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I will see you right back here again soon on SoundingTheLight.com. God bless. <laughs>